what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.tv podcast network. This is our ongoing show where I work with my brother, my brother in tech, both my natural brother and my brother in tech, uh, <laughs> Brian. Hi, Brian. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Alan? Doing great. This is our technology yeah. talk show. This is where Brian and I get together and talk about a certain aspect of technology, especially how it relates to home or family or kind of personal use technology. Uh, every month we cover a new topic and we release a, a, a main topic discussion along with some follow-up. Uh, we call them our deep dive episodes. They're going to go a little deeper into the subject matter that we explore that month. Uh, last month, we kind of started off with our first one, uh, Brian, where we talked about streaming television services. Uh, this month, we're shifting into uh, what we're calling digital assistance. Now, people think about digital assistance. You know, this is where you're you've uh, you're, you're talking to things to ask them to help you. <laughs> I guess, Brian, is that the best way I can explain it? Uh, that's that's a good start. Yeah, okay. you're talking to basically talking to a computer to yeah. a to a virtual assistant, right? Someone yeah. that is uh, not really there, but can do things for you and answer things for you and. Uh, and there's lots of different options, so it's probably important we yeah. need to talk about it. Well, we feel like this is a topic to dig into because, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, uh, equipment and technologies being sold that are meant for helping you have an assistant in your home or when you're driving or on your phone. So we are going to talk about those platforms, kind of those those op- options you have for introducing a digital assistant into your personal life, into your home. So we are going to explore those as we get into the episode here. That's going to be this month's topic. And again, we'll follow it up with some some deep dive episodes that we'll kind of highlight for you as we get closer to the end of the episode. So yeah, yeah. So Alan, uh, can I jump in real quick? Because I, I mean, this is our second round, right? We're it actually is. we we finished a full cycle of this. Had three deep dives, which I thought were. Uh, we're great. They've kind of just now gone through the uh, the circuit of that. So I thought it'd be kind of helpful to to talk a little bit about some of the responses that we received. I know you received oh, yeah. a few uh, responses mm-hmm. from people, um, and we've appreciated uh, all the feedback that we've been given. Um, and I think it's for us a good chance to with this second round to try to to tweak a few things to to make it as useful as possible. So. It's okay with you. I thought I'd go through some of the the responses, and then we could talk about you know our answers to those. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I had one one question that said, uh, "Why does Brian sound like a robot sometimes? <laughs> is, is is he really a robot?" All right, um, I, I, I can take this one, Brian. <laughs> um, Brian is a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We're talking about virtual assistants. Brian is actually a virtual yeah. assistant. <laughs> Brian is our family's virtual assistant that we built uh, back in nineteen uh, mid seventies, and uh, he's been going great ever since. Yeah, <laughs> just yes, a, master. Just Thank a you. few minor <laughs> updates and hard uh, firmware updates we've had to install in the years, but otherwise, is there he's anything been else that you need, master? Um, <laughs> So it's it's probably important that we remind people or uh, kind of mention that we are on opposite sides of the country, right? Yeah. So Alan is actually in uh, in North Carolina in a studio, mm-hmm. in a very high quality studio, uh, which makes podcasts all the time, and I am I am sitting at a computer uh, across the country in Oregon, where uh, I have a, a funky looking uh, headset on with a microphone in front of it. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how I sound on your side. You get all the controls. Personally, I think you kind of make me sound robotic on purpose. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I do have control over the filters that I apply on each of our voices. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I have the super cool, nice narration filter on mine. <laughs> I've got the super crappy distance uh, over Skype uh, filter placed on you. So, no, yeah. actually, yeah. you yeah. sound so I fine. That. I mean, yeah. for, for being a, a, a conference uh, situation like yeah. this, I think you sound really good. But you are going to yeah. sound different. Yeah. You're right. right. It's, it's unfortunately right. you're not here in 
physical presence here in the studio, and that would obviously give us our best quality. But that's get, get, explains a little bit of Brian's robotic voice compared to yeah, compared to mine. yeah. So so anyway, expect some of that. Uh, it is the internet after all, right? So there's going to be some issues. Um, another question. Let's see. So which brother is which on the show logo? <laughs> so <laughs> we, yeah. since we, since we actually made our first, uh, podcast, we yes. have developed the show logo. Um, and I guess the first response we ought to give is yes, those are actually us. Um, they are now given that you also have been tweaking my voice. I think you probably also tweaked my picture to make me look chubbier <laughs> than I really was at that point. Um, no, so, I think uh, we actually tried to thin down the image <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so I am the younger brother. I am the the one on the left, I guess. Um, and uh, and Alan is the one that looks super dorky with the uh, the big uh, lapel, eight inch lapel on. Right, I would so, kill for a adult version of that of that jacket that le- suit. Right oh now, come on, leisure looking suit. Like that would you be don't so have it. Great. Well, like you don't have it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I do. <laughs> I actually think if. You know, I know it's a really faded kind of colorized version, but I think it was like a like a light blue type of thing too, powder blue. Mm-hmm. So if I remember no, correctly, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sweet. sure it was very, yeah, very nice. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. Yeah. yeah so w- actually, where I said before, we're pretty proud of that. Uh, that was yeah. that was our sister's creation, right? Those that picture was not um, accurate, right? Though we were not next to each other in that original picture. We and, were not uh, next I think to they each did other. Some editing. And uh, and we and I didn't have AirPods back in nineteen seventy eight either. So yeah. those those weren't real. Okay. Those weren't. Those right. were added yeah, in later. I, I just in case anybody noticed uh, or was wondering. <laughs> Uh, no, iPads and AirPods uh, were added digitally. They were not present back in 1977 <laughs> or whenever that was taken. So, yeah, I am going to say I think our sister had way too much fun uh, putting that together. She's actually shown me some of the uh, the other options, which yeah. I'm so glad she chose this one. I've uh, seen some others as well. Yeah. Next question. Uh, or actually, this was more of a comment. Uh, loving the pics of the show. Uh, any way of getting more of those? Uh, and this is something I've actually heard a couple of times that people have said, oh, I listened to your, to your show and I already checked out the, the pick that you gave. You yeah, know, uh, I got a couple watch, of those whatever. as well, so great. So, so I think you and I have agreed, we're going we're gonna to now do that on every show. Instead we're of going to keep throwing them out, one. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think instead of that, we'll actually do them on the deep dive as well. So sure. we'll, uh, we'll bring those and, uh, and we're give officially, you some more things to chat out. And we're officially branding those too, right? They are oh, now officially yeah, called right. our BITS. Our bits, bits, yeah, bits, brothers in tech suggestions. How Ooh. great is that? How yeah, great now, is that? Now we're come on. That see, now, we're, now we're taking a whole nother level here. <laughs> we right? are, we're we are a whole nother level. Our um, bits we will do at the end of each episode. So yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. We will give our bits out, our brothers in tech suggestions for you. And uh, yeah, I hope I hope people are finding those useful. We uh, yeah. we, we enjoy kind of sharing what we've seen and what kind of technologies we've decided to use in our own lives as well. Yeah, so those would be an app or a device or just something, a website, something to check out that mm-hmm. uh, hopefully has some relation to what we're talking about. Sure. Um, I did have a, a question about our levels. You remember when we originally started talking about, well, is this a parent level? Is this a cool techie sibling level? Is this yeah. a grumpy grand level? I'm not sure those worked out quite as well as I thought they would. Well, you? well here, here's the situation, Brian. Let's just be honest about this. I mean, yeah. we are in the same family, obviously. We have the same family members. And we probably were basing our thoughts on, oh, we can create these levels based on some of our own family members. And I yeah. don't think that's necessarily maybe fair because I think every family dynamic's different. Uh, I don't want to always assume that just because somebody's at a grandparent level that they're always going to be a little more distance from tech. I don't think that's true, and I don't think that holds for every family. So I agree. I don't know if the the, the calling the levels based on family member types is always the, the best way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think what we have talked about is maybe yeah. simplifying that a little bit and just in terms of yeah. – you know, what level is this? Is this a level that anybody can do? Is yeah. this a level that only certain people should try, right? So we'll, we'll try to simplify that a little bit and make yeah. it a more generalizable. So Yeah, I think for every, every topic we go into and as we're giving our recommendations or suggestions, I think we do say yes. This is, a, this is the level we anticipate that the person, uh, if you are the family member advising another family member or being the one getting the phone call, 
this is what we recommend as kind of a skill level that that person should have before jumping into this kind of technology. You know, I think that's fair because even in today's show, we're going to be talking about some things that are fairly, anybody could jump into this initial level, but as we get deeper in the deep dives, it is going to get a little more, uh, a little more needing some higher technical expertise to yep. really get what you want out of it. So I think yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I do have one last question. I, I yeah. just realized I didn't put that up there. It said, um, obviously Brian is the real talent of the show. Uh, is there <laughs> any way that we could hear more from him only? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I would say no. I mean, I think Alan, you know, Alan needs to be involved in this and, and mom, I appreciate you sending me that message, but, <laughs> but, no, but no, we need your other son to, to, to continue to, to, to stay involved. Right. So, uh, uh, but I do appreciate, I appreciate all the messages she sends daily about that. Um, but mom, no, we're going to try to keep Alan involved here. So I haven't, right? I haven't gotten any messages from <laughs> my parents. Okay. <laughs> kind of, that tells right. us a little bit there. All right. Well, good. Mm. Well, thank you for yeah. listening, mom. I appreciate that. So, so. we're, so we're, we're continuing to adapt. So this is going to be good. We're trying to kind yeah. of work towards what's going to be useful for lots of people. So keep, keep yeah. checking us out and, uh, and we'll see if we can get these things and, going. And please but. drop us some feedback. We'll give you some, some ways at the end of the show of ways you can reach out to us and give us some questions, give us some ideas for future shows, or just give us some general uh, questions or feedback about the format. Yep. Yep. Um, so we ready to get into our topic yeah, for this month, Brad. Virtual Brian, assistants. So, so virtual assistants, digital assistants, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I'm just going to go ahead and put the disclaimer out there. We are going to use words in this episode <laughs> that if you have any of these devices or technologies already in use in your house may cause them to do things that you're not expecting. Uh, (laughs) So if we throw out words like, hey, Siri, um, like right away, my phone and iPad just sprung up ready to listen. We may use words like Alexa. We may use words Mm -hmm. like Google. So just... We're kind of giving you a heads up now that this this is uh, could be a little treacherous. We recommend maybe if you're listening on headphones, you're probably going to be fine. But if you're listening to it loud with a speaker going, something else could be happening. So just yep. FYI on that, okay? Uh, now, yep. if you don't so have enjoy. any of these, enjoy yeah. enjoy the things that are going to happen in your speaker yeah. right because now. right now yeah. my my phone is dictating every single word that I'm saying ever since I said the magic words. Nice. Um, now, if you don't have any digital assistance in, in, in place in your house, A, that's probably why maybe you're listening to the show. Uh, you're safe. But again, just be uh, mindful of, uh, of this. This is actually something interesting that I've noticed a lot of TV shows, commercials have kind of struggled with because mm-hmm. they want to sell you on the idea of, hey, use your voice to control a digital assistant. But they can't use those phrases because if you're watching a commercial on your TV in your house – it could cause all your devices to wake up or listen or do something else. So it has been kind of funny to watch how advertisers and other people try to work around that uh, in their commercials and not using those phrases. So, yeah, um, I think we ought to get into these platforms. Yeah. Uh, I think we want to make sure let's talk about kind of each, each of these individually. And of course we're talking about the big ones, right? So obviously the biggest that everybody knows about is Cortana. Yep. Let's talk about Cortana for a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't have anything on Cortana. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. So, so Microsoft's, right? Yeah, this is right. Microsoft's. Yeah. Cortana. So it shut probably, down recently. <laughs> did it? I mean, yeah, did it seriously shut down? It, yeah. Well, the end, the end of January, they removed the capability from all phones. I think it was from iOS and from Android. So no longer, I think, can you get that? Hmm. Okay, so Cortana, you know, if you have a Microsoft phone, which I know, you know, people still have them out there. I mean, they are they are a good platform for people. Or if you're using uh, Windows, now Windows has mm-hmm. Cortana built in still. I think so. I think it still yeah. uses it as part of the computer yeah. uh, assistant. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. really. I don't think Microsoft's spending a lot of time on developing Cortana though as a no. true uh, ubiquitous digital assistant platform. Okay. And hence, we should probably not spend any time on it. Do you think? I think we should just move on then. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably so. That was good. That Cortana good, good, check, good, right? Good we got discussion. That out of the way. Good, good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, well, probably one that many, many people know and have access to uh, Amazon, right? Yeah. Amazon Alexa. Uh, Alexa is uh, is the assistant. And you may have heard the term Echo, right? Echo being one of the uh, types of devices you can use to access it. But uh, and that uh, Amazon, is, I'll tell you, that's a little confusing for people too. I've had a lot totally. of people ask me questions, say, "I don't understand. Do I get an Alexa or do I get an Echo?" And it's mm, like, okay, well, right. Alexa, like you said, is the technology that is the platform. Um, Echo is the hardware devices you can buy that use that platform. So if you're getting an Echo, you're bringing Alexa into your house uh, and vice versa. So, yeah. But you can also have Alexa just from having an app on your phone. That's right. right, Without it. So, again, Alexa is the, yeah, is the software, is the assistant. Um, So let's talk, uh, let's talk maybe about just that particular. uh, assistant with Alexa. Mm-hmm. What are the what are the pros about that? Yeah. So I have an Alexa uh, mm-hmm. or an Echo that accesses Alexa, uh, and I'd say probably the biggest benefit to me mm-hmm. is the fact that it integrates with lots of things. I mean, it is well known so sorts of skills that you can enable it to do, which we'll talk about later in a, in a deep dive. Um, uh, pretty much any kind of home automation type device will work with uh, an Amazon uh, Alexa uh, shopping. Yeah, right. Obviously, Amazon's known for shopping, right? I mean, just yesterday we had we had ordered something from uh, from Amazon, and we were sitting around the house, and then we hear the the bell go off of our of our Echo mm-hmm. that notifies us that the delivery has been made outside our door. Nice. Uh, so. It's kind of helpful in that it integrates with that. You can easily tell it you want to reorder dog food, and it knows what you ordered last time, and it does yeah. it, and you know shows up. So, I think there's several pros there. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think the integration with a lot of other things it, it, it has been around probably the longest. Well, I will say like from a true development standpoint. I mean, all of them have been around a good while, but. I think the Alexa was the first one that really kind of caught the public's interest. Yep. And yep. I think the initial de- foothold, I it think. It did. And I think developers kind of picked up on it a lot quicker. And I think because it's one that can run on Apple or Windows or, and, you know, you can, that's both a pro and con is that it can run on anything. However, it's not native built into any phone device. Right. Okay. Right. So in other words, if I go buy an iPhone, it doesn't have Alexa automatically built into it. I actually download the Alexa app and I've got to open up that Alexa app anytime I want to do yes. anything with it. So it's never going to give you that. I've got my phone. I just want to say something to my phone and Alexa is going to pick up and run mm-hmm. with it. So that's yep. a bit of a con is that it doesn't have that, that native cell phone integration like the other ones we're going to talk about do. Um, but I love the fact of how it integrates with shopping cart. Um, mm-hmm. I will say it could be a little dangerous. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a bit. Uh, just a personal. Explain. Just a Explain. personal story. I brought an, a, an Amazon Echo into my home maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, it was sitting in the kitchen. I'd only had it maybe a few weeks. I've linked it to my shopping cart online, and I had some friends over for a, kind of a. Oktoberfest weekend thing. And some of my friends decided to have some fun with my Echo. And the next uh, Monday, a giant order of adult diapers showed up on my doorstep. (laughs) And so I'm just saying that, you know, tying it to your shopping cart sounds really cool. Just be careful with it. There are ways to add a passcode and make sure that nobody else can just walk into your room and order something for you to show up on your Amazon account. Um, So... Just FYI. So you, so, so you want us to believe you didn't order adult diapers? <laughs> That's the excuse I'm going with, and I'm Thank sticking you. to it. Okay. So it was my uh, well, friends I'll... at a party. So yeah, um, but it <laughs> does kind of a. Uh, it was super easy to say, "Hey, yep. Alexa, I'd like to add this to my shopping cart," and it says, "Great, let's go ahead and buy it." And like you said, it shows up, and it's awesome. Uh, yeah. None of the other voice technologies we're going to talk about have that level of shopping integration like that. Nope. So I think you know, pros is that it's been around the probably as far as the public is aware the longest. It has a little yep. bit. I think it's probably the most uh, public aware 
voice technology. Mm-hmm. I think when people think mm-hmm. about voice, they think about Amazon, they think about the echoes a little bit more. A lot of integrations, it ties into a lot of things when we get into the deeper dive, like you said, a lot of what we're going to talk about in our deeper dive episodes are specific to the Alexa platform because there are yep. so many ways to add skills and capabilities to it. I just do say, I think from a con is just knowing that you have to, unless you go out and buy additional devices to put in your home, uh, you don't natively get access to this digital assistant platform through your phone. And right. so right. Uh, it is an understanding that you're adding another layer of technology into your home to make Alexa work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, why don't we go on to the next one? So the next sure. one we've got is Google. Uh, you've uh, heard Google. of Google, Brian? You know Google? I've, I've heard of Google. Yeah. Okay. I, th- yeah. I think they're a pretty a small startup. They're company, up and right? coming. Yep. I think they've got some mm-hmm. big plans for the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, Google, as you would expect, does have its own assistant platform. I think it would be kind of ridiculous if they didn't, quite honestly, with the mm-hmm. amount of access and knowledge and connectivity that they already provide. Uh, they do have their – it's the and here's going to be that buzzword, so watch out if you've got a Google uh, device anywhere. It's, hey, Google. It's kind of their, their phrase. And that's what triggers to talk to their devices. And um, – it's native to the Android platform. So if you have an Android device that is a Google operating system phone uh, or tablet, then you can pretty much say that, that word, that phrase to it, and it's going to recognize you and start to help you with it. Um, so, Brian, your experience with Google, what, have you had any experience with it? No, actually, I, I, I have not. In terms of a, a home device i have yeah. not i've not had a, a google home uh home speaker or device but i have used their virtual assistant app on my yeah, phone sure and uh and i revisited that uh a few days ago to prepare for this uh this podcast i have to i have to say i was pretty impressed mm-hmm. um i was impressed with one how well it understood what i was asking sure. and two how much it felt uh like it was a conversation mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, being very robotic and needing to, you know, kind of word things uh, in an appropriate way. It seemed yeah. to understand things pretty well. Agreed. Um, obviously, Google has a ton of information, yeah. right? So to me, this is where the benefit is. And this is where I, uh, playing around with the, the Google Assistant, I started thinking, well, you know what? Maybe I made a mistake by going with Alexa uh, because the way in which it integrates it's got access to so many things, right? If you ask it about a restaurant, it, it knows because it has everything on, you know, its database. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I have very little experience with a day-to-day use yeah. of it. Um, uh, I do think that some of the things that I've noticed, the responses to the questions are really good. Um, the content it has is really good. Um, I think that uh, some of the cons, one is that it's, it's Google, right? I mean, I think we brought this up when we talked about YouTube TV. It's, it's based in Google. And we so did. Yeah, of, we talked yeah. about that as a concern that just, you know, some people have some issues with allowing Google into their world too much. And right. I mean, I don't right. know how much more intimate you could get with Google than to have a device sitting in your house that is listening to you. And, yeah, this is about uh, as deep as you're going to get. Here, that's right. right? So yeah. once yep. you've introduced, if you, if you have concerns about Google as a data collection, data mining company, uh, this may be a tough, a tough path to go down. But mm-hmm. I think again, you take the pros with the con. The pros are, like you said, I mean, if that it, if you've bought into the Google world, if you said, "Look, I've got a Google account. I do all of my calendars and contacts, and everything I do is through Google." And that Google Assistant so, so is a perfect yeah. extension to what you're doing. I mean, it's going to know everything and get you connected with everything you mm-hmm. want through your voice. It's awesome. It's just, yep. again, do you want to go to that step or not? So, yeah. Right, right. The, the setup of it is going to be incredibly easy yeah. if you're in the Google ecosystem already, yeah. right? Uh, you, you and I, we have, a, we have a brother-in-law who knows or who, who will say up and down that he will not allow one of these assistants at his house because True. of the invasion and all yeah. of that. And I think there's a lot of people that, uh, that believe that. Now, I would maybe make the counter argument to people that say they don't want to invite them in their house is, you know, if you're asking, you're asking your assistant how long it takes to get to the airport or where this closest restaurant is, if you're not willing to do that verbally, what were you going to do? You were probably going to pull out your phone and type it into Google mm-hmm. anyway, yep, right? True. So Google's going to get the information yeah. for these random questions. The question really is, 
having an assistant that's always on and having something yeah. that's constantly listening, right? And you told a story earlier. I'll tell you an, uh, one about uh, having, we were very early adopters on Alexa and having a, uh, uh, a speaker in our house. We had one, we have a very small house, so it was centrally located that we could talk to it from uh, wherever. And uh, Laura, my wife, uh, noticed one time she was doing a search online and some of the ads that come up in Google on the side, uh, one of them was about, I can't remember what it was, some sort of makeup. And she was thinking, I have never searched for that makeup, (laughs) but yet we have talked about it because I think it was some service that she was thinking about ordering. So it's constantly on. It's constantly yeah. registering. You know, if you don't believe that, you may test it a little bit and go in and talk about something that you would never ever search for, like adult diapers yeah, uh, for right. me, uh, mm-hmm. not for you. But <laughs> so you could you could say those things for a while and then see if they show up on your social media, see yeah. if they show up on Google. Um, so those things are there now. Personally, I don't care because I think it's kind of funny that there. I don't really talk about a whole lot of sensitive things uh, that yeah. I really am worried about. But that's a concern, right? And Google is the master at that. Yeah. It takes every bit of information it can take from you. But the, the, the benefit is it's going to give you the most seamless and helpful experience that you can have. So I if you're willing to do agree. it, it is completely helpful. Right? It's almost like if, you, if you're willing to make that jump, I think the benefits are great. I think you would really Incredible. find yourself enjoying the integration. It's just, you know, you got to take that leap. You know, we haven't really mentioned price on any of these so far yet, mm-hmm. uh, other than you mentioned with Amazon that you, you can get a, an Echo, the small little device, really, really inexpensive. Sometimes yeah, we're even yeah. almost giving them away. Sure. Um, I mean, the Mac, you would pay for a small one, it's 30 bucks, yeah. right? And and you can get it for free for many yeah. times. Amazon so. has a nice assortment of different Echo de- devices, ranging from the little puck that we mentioned, the little mm-hmm. dot, the up dot. to like a mid-size one. And then they have the big Mac Daddy tall which is meant to be a nice sound system to it. Google, I think Google has some different variations. I'm only familiar with the one main assistant hub, which is kind of a mid-sized device that Google sells. Um, yeah. So it started out having, I think, a very small puck, and it still has one, I believe. It's called the Mini. So hmm. that looks very similar to what the Echo is. Uh, I've and never I seen one of those out in the wild. Never okay. seen one out in the wild ever. So yeah. I've yeah. seen the Google Assistant out at places. People I know have one. So I've, I'm familiar with those. Those are the ones that maybe just, you know, six inches tall and mm-hmm. kind of the nice yep. little speaker mesh to them and all. Um, yeah. But I haven't seen any others. But you do say Google's got a kind of a mini. They do. Um, yeah, they've got a mini. And I think they even have a, something that looks like a more like a speaker. Uh, the, yeah. So there's, I think there's maybe three or four different options, but so they're probably not nearly standard. as many as, as yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon's yeah, definitely they, got the variety of devices for sure right, uh, to right. pick based on what kind of uh, environment you're wanting to put this in or how many mm-hmm. you need around your house. And we'll talk yeah. about our own personal experiences later in the, yeah. in the show here. And we did mention, Alan, we mentioned Amazon being integrated with lots of different companies and apps. And I'd say Google is close behind, if not caught up already. Most of them yeah. are now doing them for both, right? So yeah. uh, you've got all these other separate Nest and Wemo and all of these that are already able to integrate with it. So Pretty much um, any device I see now that I'm interested in integrating into my home and tying into my digital assistant uh, environment, pretty much you know, works with Alexa and works with Google. It's pretty much yep. the standard two icons you see on just about everything now. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much anybody who's developing for these uh, is going to develop for both of these two voice platforms right now, these two digital right. assistant platforms. Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. So well, let's, let's move, move on. on. Yeah, let's move on to the third one. And it's yeah. the one that's uh, probably, you know, we as you probably gathered from our first episode, Brian and I do have a, a little more of a, um, a little more admiration into the mm-hmm. affinity to the to the Mac and Apple environment. And uh, we talked about that with being kind of some of our recommendations on the uh, streaming TV episode as well. So let's talk about Apple then. Brian, what's the, what's the Apple solution for uh, digital assistant? 
Siri, right? Hey Siri, uh, and if I hopefully just called yep, yours. There you go. I just heard yours. Up on mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I've got uh, headphones on, so my devices oh, are not okay. hearing so you. But yeah. yeah, mine just came on. So, um, so Siri is the uh, is the built-in digital assistant for for Apple. Uh, it's available on your phone naturally, right? Uh, it's already yeah. natively built into your phone. Uh, the watch, the it's moved on to some car experience with CarPlay, uh, and I think there's even a well, cool. yeah, I know there's one device, right, which is a HomePod, yep. uh, which is a speaker, uh, fairly high-end speaker uh, for yep. sound that has this built in as well. And I also didn't make notes of this, but I mean, uh, in a in a way, the the Apple TV also has oh, yeah, a version absolutely. of Siri built in, right? It, oh, it's so. totally got Siri built in. There is a yeah, button but, on the remote where if you just press and hold that button uh, for a couple of seconds, Siri pops up on your TV and you can yeah. speak to your TV and is using that, some and of the same. This is something I just don't know. Is that the same Siri experience as you would get on your phone or is it um, built strictly for your TV content? It's, it's for the TV content. Okay. So you okay. can't say, show me a map to the airport. Okay. And it did okay. But anything that has to do with movies, television shows, television yep. channels, uh, yep. actors, actresses, you know, all that, that can come up on your Siri on your TV. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is Apple's solution. Um, Siri has been around for a good while. I think they introduced it back with the iPhone 5, maybe four or five. Yeah, it wasn't with the four. beginning, mm-hmm. it wasn't early on. It was like maybe the fourth or fifth iteration of the iPhone. Um, it is running on Macs now. So just like where Cortana is running on Windows, Siri is running on Mac computers now too. So anything Apple makes product-wise right now, I believe, has access to Siri. Am I right in saying that? I, I think you're right. Yep. Phone, yep. tablet, watch, TV, computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's, that's Apple. It's... Uh, so I'll, I'll say from a pro's standpoint, I, I do own a HomePod. I've uh, used it for a while. And I will say from the pros and just Siri in general, yeah, sound quality on a Apple Siri device like a HomePod is normally kind of paramount for them to try to produce really good sound quality. Um, and I think Siri is probably a little more geared towards music than anything else that it does. Mm. Um, seems to be a little less interested in... Um, as much deep data, you know, when it comes to working with uh, your request, uh, it's really going for more of a user interface, user experience, user friendliness experience, I think a little more than the others are. Um, And I love the fact that it is integrated with everything I do on Apple. So if you are an iCloud user, if you have your calendars on your Mac, if you've got your... um, yeah, if you use Apple News, if you use Apple Music, all of that's integrated with Siri. So me picking up a phone and saying, hey, Siri, play this playlist of mine. If it's on Apple Music, it's it's ready to go. It's very well mm-hmm. integrated. So that's some good things about it. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, and, and I think you're right. They, If you are part of the Apple ecosystem, their goal is wherever you are throughout the day, that not only will you be able to interact with it, but it knows what you might want at those different areas, right? Yep. So if you're at your computer, it's going to learn that, hey, when I'm at my computer at 7 a.m., when I interact with it, I'm probably asking about the news or I'm probably yep. asking about this. Or when I, I mean, given that we're on our phones all the time, when I get to a certain location, you know, it's going to say, do you want me to start up, you know, that podcast, right? It's going to start to, to integrate with the things you normally do. So that I think is great. If you're mm-hmm. part of the ecosystem, I also trust them a little bit more security wise than Google. Yeah, I, I um, agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, I will say I don't use Siri at all. Yeah. Uh, I'm an, I'm an Apple, I'm an Apple geek and I just do not use it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I find that it's not nearly as helpful and maybe it's because they've kept it clamped down a little bit for security mm-hmm. reasons. Uh, but uh, for, for actual information and the way I would actually use it. I think Google is much better. I think Alexa is much better. Um, But what it's trying to do, I think, is it's trying to understand your life and it's trying to give you what you need, but it's not really good for the random questions and the random things that come up, right? It's more Mm -hmm. for, I think, uh, 
things that you do on a normal basis. Right? And I think that that works. But well, it's a little I bit. Of, I mean, it. it's yeah. a little bit of Apple's philosophy. Is I think they they tend to build their products and devices more for everyday home use as opposed to more power user environments. And right. while that's great for a pretty high percentage of people who who won't use those devices, it does limit it. I think you know Apple does kind of put a little inherent limit on what some of their things can do because they don't want to overwhelm users or, or, or get too detailed or, or mess up any user experience. So it's a trade-off, but you're right. I did find Apple's Siri to be probably the least useful uh, of, mm-hmm. of the digital assistants. Okay. All right, so that's, that's right, Apple's. Uh, we'll, yep. we'll say it's expensive if you want the mm-hmm. device that they provide. However, Siri is already on your phone if you have an iPhone. If you have a Mac, it's on your Mac. If you have an iPad, it's on your iPad. So it's already there. Yep. I dare say for a lot of our audience, I think you know, a, a large percentage of them have Siri and have probably had some experience with Siri in the past. Um, now, I will say, we talked about three platforms, Brian. You know, Amazon's, Google's, and Apple's. Here's the thing, is that technically you could use most or all of them on the, device, on the phone you've got or now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you and I did some testing between these three platforms. We were kind of curious to see what some of the differences were, how they responded to certain questions. We were able to do that from our phones, our iPhones, by simply downloading the respective applications. So right. we downloaded the Alexa app from Amazon. We downloaded the uh, Google Assistant app from Google. And by when you download these apps, you have the same capability that the Google uh, Assistant you know, device does or the Amazon mm-hmm. Echo devices the only difference is you got to open up the app and you've got to press the button to speak to yep. your assistant, and then you can talk to it just like you would. Yeah, but it's Siri. tapping into the same assistant same, through the internet, right? So you're same, same background processes, back. the same information, yep. the same responses that you would get anywhere else. So you already have access to all of those. But again, if, if you're looking at trying to decide which route to take, you know, I think there's some things to keep in mind. So. I guess it's a good time for us to kind of talk about kind of our preferences or sure. what we want to do takeaways from it. But we've kind of done our both our real world life that we've used our these devices in and these technologies, and then we did this side by side comparison just in the last couple of days. Kind of where where are you on the spectrum? Like what do you what do you use? Yeah. What do you prefer to use, and why? Well, I think I mentioned earlier I I have uh, Amazon. Uh, built into my house in terms of, you know, I have three of the dots. I have mm-hmm. one upstairs, I have one in the kitchen, and I have one in the, the bathroom. So we, and then from no matter where I am, I can I can say something and it will understand. And we use it to control our lights and we use it to control uh, some of our security things. But uh, rarely do I use it for information, uh, although I'd yeah. like to get to that point, but I find that it's still frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I am kind of kicking myself not going with Google um, because I'm finding now that I'm using the Google suite of Google Docs and uh, Google for a, um, for a Gmail account and calendars. And I just think it's the interactivity of it was better for me. Yeah. Uh, it, when I ask a question, I want the answer. I don't need all the things you think might be in the realm of that possible answer. I want the answer. And I think Google did a better job of that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think, you know, in, in the integration of things like maps, I mean, when I'm going to use it, it's going to be how long does it take to get to this place? So, I mean, one thing that I really wish that Google or any of these actually would do would be I'd be in my house, ask how long it takes to get to the airport, how much traffic there is going to the airport. And then once it tells me, I really wish I could say, now start the navigation on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm hopping in my car, you know, and transfer that information to my phone to start the navigation. I don't think they do that. If any of them are going to do it, it's going to be Apple, right? I mean, Apple's the one that will integrate those systems together to say, hey, I'm getting ready to go, you know, go out and uh, maybe I have a HomePod. I'm getting, getting ready to go to the airport. How long does it take to get there? Great. Let's go ahead and start on my phone and then hop in the car and let yeah. it start. Apple it. was series pretty close. You know, if I'm searching for anything, if I, if I look on the Apple maps on my desktop and I see a, a, a route or a, a trip I'm going to take or whatever, I can hit a button. I'm sure I could also tell Siri to do this by voice and it will send that 
that trip to my phone. So when I do get in my car and my phone, I just have to hit the button to say go and it does it. It doesn't do it automatically. Like you're kind of daydreaming there, but that that's probably the closest you're going to get. And that's because Apple does control that whole front to back experience. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, where Alexa, you don't have a phone that natively runs Alexa. So it's not going to be able to do that through Alexa. Right. Google, if you had an Android phone, it could probably do it. So it's again, it's it's back to the whole question of what platform you you invest into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would make most sense for me. I, I'd say my takeaway: it would make most sense for me to to become a Siri user. Yeah, because I have all Apple stuff, uh, and it's always something's always with me. I just uh, for some reason have not enjoyed the experience of working with Siri. I don't think yeah. it quite recognizes what I want and I find myself getting frustrated with it. So, um, yeah. so I'm not using it. I, uh, I am a Siri user. I had a, a Amazon environment in my home for a while and I liked it. It was good. My, here's my thing. And this is probably something listeners will start to realize about me. The more episodes go on. I like, I like things to be tied together consistent experience and simple. So to me, yes, Siri is not ideal. Siri has a lot of issues. Siri could be a lot better with answering questions, but for the things I use it for, it does fine for me. And the fact that it does talk to all my devices means that I can know the exact same commands I can use with my phone. will work with my home pod. will work with, you know, if I'm in my car and I've got it connected via CarPlay, which we'll talk about in another deep dive episode. It all works the same way. I don't have to learn another language to talk to it and know the right words to use. Um, that's just my personal preference. Now, you know, do I wish Siri was better? Absolutely. Do I wish I could mm-hmm. use it more? Yeah, because right now yeah. I just use it to start playing music and occasionally do some things when I need to be hands-free and I need to ask a question. Right. That's about it. So... All in all, this is kind of a weird topic for us to be talking about because I'm not really a big uh, digital assistant user, yeah. quite honestly. Yeah. I'm just not. I'm much more of a, I'm more of a traditional. I'm going to search for it with my fingers. I'm going to, you know, uh, type it in. I'm going to do whatever I need to do, and I do a lot more work on my desktop or my laptop than I do on my phone. From that side of things. So I'm not the best case study for a digital assistant, but I do love the integration that has happens with Siri on the Apple side. If I was a Android Google user, I would be all in on the Google platform and I would have everything Mm -hmm. I use would be using Google assistant. Alexa is the one that's tricky for me because you know, it's not a top to bottom platform. Uh, You still would have to use it with a phone or use it with another device that Apple, that Amazon doesn't control. So that's where I just had a hard time with it. It's like I felt like I was having to manage two different platforms to have mm. uh, Amazon in my house alongside the stuff I could do on my phone. So anyway, yeah. that's where I am. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Okay? And I know we're running longer than we yeah. want. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, Shock. But, <laughs> um, but let me ask you this. So, okay, let me paint a scenario for you. If you've got a family, yep. so you have kids mm-hmm. that uh, – Maybe they're not all on their phone and you want something in your house that's going to allow you to control lights, that's going to allow you to get some information, right? And you want this total integration with the things on your phone, the things on your computer. Is the only way to do that in your house, the the HomePod? Is that the only way Siri can get in your house right now? Because that's what kept me from it. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't have to have a HomePod at all. Um, Okay. The Apple TV. What, what else? What other way? The Apple okay. TV acts as a home base for you. So okay. all but of no my, question, no questions for the kids. The kids aren't going to be able to ask questions. All of that to the well, to the Apple TV. they all have iPhones. So you know that's the thing. Well, that's what that, I said. If yeah. you've got kids that oh, maybe don't have phones, they don't, you don't have want phones. the kids to have phones, and you want you're them right. to have kind of a you know encyclopedia in the house sort of yeah. experience. No, you're right. right. You wouldn't have HomePod's it outside the only of way the HomePod. to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And that's so, that's a trouble I had. Is I didn't want I, well, one, I didn't want to be tied to my phone when I'm at home. I didn't sure. want my wife and I to be able to to go. Oh, wait a minute, can you get your phone out and tell it to turn the lights down? Yeah. And I really didn't want to pay for a two hundred some dollar speaker that we didn't need because we sure. have some built in speakers. Yep. Uh, that's where I wish Apple would hit. If they'd hit a small puck like device 
that could be an extension of your HomePod or maybe an extension of your Apple TV or an extension of your system, I'd be all in. No, I, I agree. I think that's the biggest yep. gap that Apple's got right now product-wise is that they had a $30 small puck, like, you know, it's not going to be $10 or free. This is Apple we're talking right. about. So, right. But if it was a $30 affordable, I mean, they used to make the uh, – Airport Express, which was mm-hmm. like a for the Wi-Fi, a little little white little uh, puck yep. base station looking thing that they sold for fairly cheap after a while after it had been out for a while. Mm-hmm. And if they kind of adopted that model and just had that as just a speaker and just a microphone, I think not only would they see a greater rollout of Siri across households, uh, I think people would be less likely to go out and invest in Echoes. Um, I think it would be a really smart move, but you're right. Okay. You're right. In that scenario, if my kids didn't all have iPhones, if I just had kids with no phones in the house and I needed that digital assistant to be in the house, the only way to do it by just walking into our room and talking to a device is the, the home pod. And that's really expensive. It's definitely here's, here's where I'm coming from on this, Brian. I think all three platforms are great. (laughs) I think all three are good technologies to get into. It really depends on your situation. It depends on what you want to do with it. And it depends on what devices you already own that you want to tie mm-hmm. it in with. If you're a Google or Android super user, the Google Assistant is awesome. I would throw it in my household right away, and I would use that exclusively. If I'm a diehard Apple and everybody in my house has a has an Apple device – and I don't mind spending a little more. I mean, I'm an Apple user, so I'm kind of used to already spending a little more anyway, I guess. <laughs> then I think the HomePod is actually a pretty interesting device. I just wish they had a smaller $30 device to supplement it. And then Alexa is just, you know, maybe you've got a mixed household. Yep. And yep. you don't want to be tied into just Apple or just Google or whatever. You use both mm-hmm. Google services and you use other stuff. And you're a heavy Amazon user. Yeah. then the Amazon platform is a great kind of ubiquitous cover all your needs without having to like dig deep into one platform or the other. Does that make sense? Yep. yep. No, I, I totally agree. And the Amazon, one of the reasons we went with it was, well, we were totally an Apple household, but we use Amazon a lot. The music comes with it for free. I mean, there's a lot of music like Pandora can be built into it and all of that. So you don't necessarily have to pay for their service to get other things. So we can play music from it. We can, order from it we can get the news from it we can get the weather from it. we were doing the things we wanted to do plus being able to control our uh, our lights they were cheap we could spread them throughout the yeah, house it's very true um but i would yeah i would switch to apple if they had the small you know the small devices all right to be able to do room by room um <laughs> you know here's a couple just closing notes on this i mean i think we're yep. both saying kind of what our recommendations are um as i mentioned earlier and i do think this is important i think before you go out, if you're someone saying, look, I want to introduce a digital assistant to my house. I, I don't have one. This is something I want to use. We want to be able to start talking to a device in our house and having it do things for us. Uh, I really do recommend on your phone downloading the apps for Alexa and for the Google Assistant if you're on an iPhone and compare them. Compare, try asking Siri questions, try asking the Google Assistant questions, Try asking the Alexa app questions. That's going to give you the best indication of what those hardware devices for those platforms are going to do for you if you were to go and introduce them into your home. Yeah, right? I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. It's a great test drive in a way before you go out and pluck down any money on on devices. So that's kind of our hey. suggestions. I mean, I think we're basically yeah. saying all three are good platforms. It's really just going to depend on your per, your personal preference. And we do encourage some testing Um with them before you you, you jump headfirst into it and mm-hmm. find out what's going to integrate the most with your already day-to-day life or your phone or whatever devices you prefer to use. So, And Alan, we didn't list difficulty, but I think we both agree this these assistants can be helpful at all levels, right? Well, I mean, you can have, yeah. you can have someone, you know, I, I think quite honestly, they can be beneficial for someone that maybe in a retirement home, right? Mm-hmm. That this is a way for them to be able to control things without having to manually touch things and use things right uh to be able to ask information to be able to get things i agree i would just argue, i would just argue something like google which i think is really great um for content just be careful if you are the it person for your family giving <laughs> you know family members 
setting them up on Google, that they understand that Google is now in their world and Google is going to be gathering information. I think for someone who's understanding that and is willing to give up that privacy, totally fine. I don't yeah. mind it, right? But you just need to be very aware that Apple is going to be much more controlled, much more secure. Google is going to be much more open, going to know more about you. So is Alexa. Um, but they're also going to be, I think, more helpful, right? So you kind of have to recognize what you're getting your family into. Agreed. So. Agreed. All right. Yeah, I think on a, if we, all right, let's just say if we had a scale, Brian, one to four, one yeah. being that, hey, you could roll this technology out to anybody. They don't need a learning curve. Uh, they would be able to grab a hold of it pretty easy. Up to a four being, no, this is a deep, deep uh, technology need. You got to have somebody who's willing to get their hands dirty and get under the hood and make some things happen on technology. I'm comfortable saying this is a one. The the core technologies we're talking about right now, I'm comfortable saying, you know, anybody, even somebody who's adverse to technology, I think could probably find this pretty easy to use because it's using your natural voice. And it provides some basic, uh, good, helpful information that most people are looking for. Do you agree? Yep. Yep. I think it's a one with the options of being able to make it up to a four with lots of cool add-ons, but you don't have to. That's right. It can right. be a one at the base level. So That's why we're saying. Right. If you go out of the store, buy a uh, Amazon dot, or you buy a Google Assistant, and you drop it into a house, the only thing you got to do setup-wise is connect it to your Wi-Fi network at your house. And there's normally a pretty easy setup to do that. And then that's it. It's up and running. Yep, it's done. Rolling. You are able to do the kind of things out of the box, weather, sports, news, uh, remind me, that type of thing that you could do. Now, you can do a lot more, and that's where our deep dive episodes that will follow this one will really shine because that's really going to tell you deeper level of things you can do with these digital assistant platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Good. So we, we probably need to get into our bits really quickly. We here, do. Right? Our we're, brothers we're, in tech suggestions. Yeah. Right? Brothers so. in tech suggestions. Brian, what do you have as our, your brothers in tech suggestion okay. kind of related to this topic in a way? Yeah. What's so your I'm gonna, suggestion? I'm going to be pretty quick. I, I know again, we're, we're kind of running long here, but I found just recently, probably a couple of weeks ago, an app that I know has been used by a number of people called AnyList, A-N-Y-L-I-S-T. Uh, and it's an application that you can put on your phone, uh, but you can tie into your assistance. So in my case, uh, I have Alexa now enabled to tap into my AnyList. And what AnyList is, is basically a shopping list application. So you pull up the app. And it's going to keep track of your shopping list. But what makes it different than some of these other list programs is that it actually will categorize those lists by uh, by area of the store. Hmm. So let's say, oh, wow. hey, add uh, you know, add um, peppers, uh, green peppers to my to my grocery list. Uh, add uh, Gatorade to my grocery list. Add chili powder to my grocery list. Then you go in the any list and you'll see that it has sorted them out by spices, by Mm -hmm. fruits, by whatever that you've added. Now, you may be thinking, well, that's not the way my store is organized. Well, you can go and reorganize it by your store. You can say, well, my store, the first thing that I come to is the produce. So have that be first and then have the next level to have this. So you can reorganize it. But the way we use it, it's just last night we were cooking and we realized we were out of chili powder. And I just said... Alexa, add chili powder to my grocery list. <coughs> and of course, next thing it, you know, it put it right on the any list and it put it in the spices. So, Wow. No, that's actually really cool. I, uh, yeah. I have the worst time going into a grocery store and knowing where things are. We've just are. now yep. with our family gotten to the point where we use a shared grocery shopping list that we can all access anytime anybody's yep. at the store. But Knowing kind of where it is in the store is a whole nother, whole nother. I think that was, that was nice. And then also it's, it's clearly made to be an app that you're pulling up while you're in the grocery store. That is the list that you just click once on it and it draws a line through it. And, you know, you can actually click on something that you've added and tell it how much. So you could say, oh, I, I need two ounces of this and I need this. So you can add information if you want. You can make it a simple or you can make it, it really is for shopping, um, but I wanted something that I could verbally talk to and tell Alexa to do, and it would integrate very easily with my handheld phone that I would have when I was out shopping. So, And I know most of them could do that. You can say to Google, add this to my shopping list, and later say, Google, what's on my shopping list? And it'll tell you. 
but this is really cool in that it integrates with a actual grocery specific app and uh and the order. oh and here's the other thing in the app you can say show me uh recipes and it'll take you to the web and if you see a recipe you like you say download that recipe and all of those ingredients go into your shopping list oh that's like. nice that's yeah, very cool which is super nice so anyway uh, so any list i would i would uh, highly suggest checking it out on your phone and then if you've got a, an assistant try to to connect the two and and make it super simple that's so. awesome so my got? my bit is um, so Siri the voice platform we've already talked about actually uses a service a platform called Wolfram Wolfram Alpha God, I have a hard time saying that <laughs> Wolfram Alpha that is a kind of a it's like a it's a form of a search engine but it's really meant to be a little more in depth and a little bit maybe more academic it's something that has been built over the years it's kind of a it uses a lot more computational intelligence to help answer questions for you. Siri mm-hmm. taps into it to try to bring up some information, but as we've talked about, Siri is not always the most insightful with trying to get that. Wolfram Alpha is actually a platform you can get as an app on your phone or even pull it up on a website. And I know it'll work with your voice to some degrees, uh, but I tend to use it more just typing in questions. So it's an assistant, but it's really meant for a little more... Uh, I really want to ask some very, very specific detailed questions. For example, if I want to have it do uh, math problems, that's really what it's good for. Like you can actually type in like, hey, what is this factor of this uh, mean for this? And it will calculate that on the fly. Um, It knows flight patterns. So if you want to know like what plane is flying overhead at the moment, you can actually pull Mm -hmm. that up and it will know that. Uh, You can find out the weather from the past, which is kind of cool if you want to know what was the weather on last New Year's Eve, it would actually know that for you as well. It's a whole wealth of information. Um, it is an app you can buy on your phone. It's $3, so it's not a free app, but it is about 3 bucks, and you can tap into this on your phone and really explore the capability. So it's almost like if you imagine these voice platforms we're talking about are going to give you the basics on information that you want. Wolfram Alpha is really a I want to go really deep. I want to ask some really specific, very, very uh, uh, obscure questions. And it's going to have a lot more use for finding that for you. So, you know, the number of tennis balls that can fit into a Boeing 737. I mean, again. Oh, my God. I've been asking that for years. Well, there, no I just answered that okay. question for you finally. All so right. you can go tell Laura because I know she's been curious. Your wife. How many? Uh, How many? Oh, I don't know. I just saying that's oh, a question. Yeah. <laughs> This, is, this segment's not nearly as helpful as I was hoping it would be. <laughs> but those uh, are the kind of things you could ask it. So I'm just saying if yep. you kind of like this idea of using an assistant to kind of help you research or answer questions, I really do recommend looking at the app for Wolfram Alpha. That's W-O-L-F-R-A-M-A-L-P-H-A. Wolfram Alpha is a, kind of a really, really cool way of digging in as deep as you want to go on some really specific things. So hmm. very cool. Yeah. yeah. And there is, I'm noticing there is a website, so you can actually just access the search engine there. Um, but, and I was just checking, it does look like there is a way to integrate it with, uh, Alexa and some of these others. So sure. that may be something it'll work with out. others. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know That's if great. the other platforms use that as the back end, like Siri does. I'm not sure, yeah. but either way That's you cool. can access it from any platform from a website. I like the app just because it's kind of nice and easy to have at your fingertips. But uh, anyway, that's very cool. So that's our bits for this episode. We will continue doing these on every episode we have going forward. And that is the end of our discussion and topic on the digital assistance, the main topic area. Now, what you're going to do is if that's enough information for you and you've got some, some wherewithal to get started, great. You're good to go. Go get your digital assistant or bring it into your home and see what, what works for you. If you either already have one or you decide to get into them and you want to go a little deeper with it, we will have some deep dive episodes following this one in the coming weeks where we're going to walk you through some more expanded uses of digital assistance and getting a little deeper into some some form of automation you can do to have some fun with these devices to do some really creative things. All right. So, Brian, if someone has some questions or wants to kind of feedback anything to us about this episode, uh, what's what's your suggestion for them? What should they do? Should they ask their Siri or Alexa to 
to contact us? Is that the way to do it? So, no, I probably would not. Um, I, I think I'd probably email us, yep. right? And you know that email. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. So that's why you're you're pol- I see that that, is, that's but. why you're pausing a little bit. I get that. <laughs> uh, the email address is info i n f o at themesh tv. Um, oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one. You know, mm-hmm. the mesh t h e m e s h dot tv. Um, if you just mention something for brothers in tech, it'll get right to us. It's very easy to, to reach out to us that way, and uh, let us know what you thought, think, or have any questions about, or any follow up information. But again, we do encourage you to stay tuned for the deep dive episodes coming up very soon as well. All right. So I guess for brothers in tech, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Sound good to you, Brian? Sounds great. Sounds great. Good episode. Yeah. We'll look forward to talking to everybody soon in the deep dive episodes or just kind of wait in for the next full episode next month when we have another topic to cover. So thanks for listening, everybody, to Brothers in Tech. We'll look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.